Welcome to the Gospel Truth Project podcast. This week, I got Dylan here with me. Hey, guys. It's another week that you're here, and I'm so excited for you to be here again. Yeah, glad to be here as always, you know, just talking about the gospel. Awesome. And as you guys have seen, because you clicked on the title, this one is Prosperity Gospel. What is it? So um, we're actually going to discuss it discuss about prosperity gospel what it is what are who are the main people behind it what's how to spot it what are some verses they use what do those verses really mean um why is this message dangerous and what does the bible say about it so i think this is an important topic because i've definitely had people come up to me and talk about this topic at me like i was the the uneducated one biblically because i didn't know what i was talking about (laughs) I don't know about you if you've seen the prosperity gospel. I, I, you know, here and there. Uh, but, you know, I mean, what, I mean, what knowledge do you have? You're only a pastor's kid. Only, you know. <laughs> nothing big. Nothing, nothing no. too insane. But, no, 100%. Uh, there is definitely, definitely a lot. Uh, a lot of things that the prosperity gospel, you know. There's issues with it, but there's issues with everything. But um, it's going to be interesting to dive into this. Some people might disagree with us. If you do, um, that's okay. Uh, Everyone can have their disagreements. Just, just keep it civil. Uh, and, uh, yeah, if you want to comment, talk about that, just uh, hop in the Discord. Uh, we'll be posting that, a link to that, too, as well. Um, if mm-hmm. you don't, if you're watching this or listening to this, on something separate uh, than the Discord. Uh, but yeah, we're going to dive into that now. Uh, Jason's going to get into it. And yeah, well, here we go. Yeah, I think um, I, I think we encourage people, if you, if you disagree or if you have questions or if you believe something differently, we encourage people to go into the Discord and talk with us because we'd love to talk. Because one of the things that I think a lot of our culture nowadays is that if you know something to be true to you and you think that that's truth, that anybody that says otherwise is wrong and to shut them down any way you can rather than discussing. And I think it's more healthy to discuss things so you can strengthen your beliefs or you can see that you were in the wrong because correction can't happen without questioning. So this is kind of where this yeah, comes from. Right. And I am always right. And blah. Yeah, no. Your way is the wrong way. My way or the highway. That's not the way to win people over for Christ. Um, right. I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I have, I get hot-headed, so I can't say that I've not been there, but we're understanding. Jason's the cool, calm-headed one, so he can <laughs> deal with you guys, and I can try to, you know, be slow to anger and have some courage in the spirit. Yeah, I, um, I love, <laughs> I love discussing stuff. Like, I think uh, I ended up talking to. Um, friend of mine, he's not Christian, and uh, he's very, very oh, set it's not on. Christian. Okay. Right. Yes. <laughs> <It's not Christian. laughs> um, he's very pro evolution and pro. We're here by accident, and there's no purpose of life, and and he has a lot of different beliefs than I do. And I we sat Dad. down and got on a phone call and talked for hours without criticizing, without yelling, without calling each other names or saying, well, you're blah, whatever. It was very calm and collective, but we had a really good discussion. And I love that stuff. I'm more than happy to sit down and talk. No. <laughs> that was very quiet, whatever you just said. But <laughs> I always I said, I'm guessing you had your coffee beforehand then. <laughs> oh, man, that's like every day. <laughs> So, yeah, so let's get into this. Uh, prosperity gospel. The first thing I want to ask is, what is it? I've had this question a lot because there's a lot of, I've been seeing a little bit more buzz about it. Like, oh, prosperity gospel. And then people saying, what is this? What does that mean? Um, I would say the simplest way to put it is that the prosperity gospel goes by many names. Like you could see it nowadays. It's like word of faith, health and wealth, name it and claim it. Most people know it by that. Um, this different gospel teaches, you know, that God provides rewards, including personal happiness, financial wealth, physical wealth for believers who have sufficient faith, prosperity theology developed in America in the last century and has been called a baptized form of capitalism. What are your takes on this? Is this something that Um, you've seen? I've seen it, 
you know, I think it's a lot where you get, well, if bad things happen, then, you know, uh, how is there God if the bad things happen? It's like, no, because um, it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows and unicorns. Uh, God even said, you know, God himself, Jesus, like he said that it's not going to always be easy, that there's going to be hardships. There's going to be trial. Uh, Which we get into. Yeah, which is like to say, you know, that there's not going to be that, and it's all good, and uh, it, it's a, I think it's a it's a, a big lie, uh, in a sense that that it's going to be easy, um, because it's not we're not called to live an easy life, right? Uh, Jesus, you know, how easy was his you know his last last forty eight hours on on earth? Oh yeah, uh, they're pretty rough. I mean, the man was crucified. Uh, yeah. beaten near to death and then hung across the die. Yeah. So I mean, that just it, and Christian is to be Christ-like and to be loving and to be patient and all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, Which so, we also get into. You kind of like went into all the different things that we're going to talk about <laughs> and actually give the verse reference to what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, it's almost like I knew a little bit something ahead of time. But <laughs> no. Um, but no, like honestly, it is because you know to be Christ-like is to be to be going through trouble. It's not always going to be troublesome. Like I look at there's hardships that happen in everybody's life, and they may look different. Some mm-hmm. people might be blessed, and you know they don't really have a hardship. God has given them an easy life. Uh, I think of one of the uh, the uh, elderly woman uh, that I occasionally do some work for her. She's like, I've been very blessed financially, never had any hardship, never had any hard loss. And I was like, I thank God for the easy life he has given me. And she's, mm. she recognizes that it's not a top, not how it is. And she gives thanks to God mm. for making her have an easy life. She's like, she's like, I don't think I'd be able to handle it. So mm. he gives me what I can handle and gives me the power to get through it. I'm like, awesome. Right. I, I think very a spicy woman. <laughs> I think a good distinction between what the prosperity gospel is and what actual gospel is, is that prosperity gospel mm. preaches that God provides reward. It's kind of like a treat. You know, you do this, you get rewarded. You do this, you get rewarded. So you yeah. do, 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 do kind of thing. And um, we can see like some of the main preachers behind uh, prosperity gospel without saying prosperity gospel. Like I said, there's a couple different names for prosperity gospel, what? but the main players are like Kenneth Copeland, Joel Steen, Creflo uh, mm-hmm. Dollar. These people preach that you do good, God will give you goods, right? And you can see it with their multi-million dollar homes or multi-million dollar boats and whatever their jets. and And if you talk to them, any talk to any of them about any sort of like uh, convictions, like hey, what, when the Bible says this, they'll shut you down because they know what they believe in. And they'll just keep what they're doing because it's making them money. And that's just the kind of sad part of it. But it's the feel good message. Like, I'm not going to tell you anything. You just do good and God will give you goods. And that's like the genie kind of thing going on. And yeah. it so just you're pre- telling me if I start just preaching that everything's going to be all good, I'll have a lot of money. <laughs> so you're telling me I'm poor because I'm giving it straight. That's, uh, oh, man. yeah. According to prosperity gospel, <laughs> you're poor because you don't do enough. <laughs> Oh, I guess I should be doing youth group three nights a week. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, Two's not so, enough. <laughs> right. So that that comes down to like, how do we spot prosperity gospel? Right. Um, yeah. You, you just look for the look for the people who are preaching. You do try harder, do more, tithe more. Actionable substance, you know, gets rewarded a materialistic gain kind of thing, and that's well, kind of how you spot more. it. Just tithe more. That's always. Huh? Always tithe more. That's, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, I need, I need a raise. Gosh dang. No, I'm, I'm joking. For those who are just listening in for the first time, Dylan is a youth pastor. <laughs> and I do not do it for the money. I did it. I literally did it for about six years. I mean, not being paid. Not, yeah. not until like the past two years that I started getting paid. And I was like, Oh, Hey, and I actually get surprised every time I see it in my bank. I'm like, oh, that's right. They I'm like, I'm like, that's right, because I'm being blessed. I right. don't think about it because it's it's the mindset to serve, and that's I think what the real gospel is about is having our servant's heart. 
Yeah, yeah. And exactly. I think that's what you lose that with the prosperity gospel. You lose that have the heart of serve of serving, which is sad because I. It's kind of manipulating the servant's heart because it's it's trying to tell you that if you do yeah. the servant's heart, you get rewarded. So it's more like a Chuck E. Cheese. You go play that game, you're going to get these tickets, and these tickets cash out for goodie points. You know, like it's. Yeah, it, well, I feel like it's, it's stealing. It's stealing from the gospel. You know, it's right. like uh, John ten ten. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have yes. come that they may have life and they may have it. You know, full. Right, and that is talks. that's a good one because that's the one that like most prosperity gospel preachers use is John ten ten. Like that's a good point to talk about. Have you have you it's like it's misusing? Right, I mean, because, I mean, just go a couple verses back. I think it starts at seven when Jesus started talking because yeah. this is Jesus's words, right? John ten ten is Jesus's words, and I've heard that before in prosperity preaching. It's like. John 10, 10, Jesus himself said he's come that uh, they may have life and have it to the full, right? So here's here's kind of something interesting with that, because if you go back to 7, it says, mm-hmm. Jesus says again, I assure you and most solemnly say to you that I am the door for the sheep leading to life, right? And when Jesus is talking about life, anytime he talks about life, he's talking about the everlasting life, life in Christ, the eternal mm-hmm. life. And you can see this in Matthew later, which I'll get to, it's like six ten. But um, uh, but the true sheep do not hear them. I am the door. Anyone who enters through me will be saved and will live forever and will go uh, in and out freely and find pasture, spiritual security. And that's what pasture is in that context is spiritual security. Um, and then it goes on to the thief comes in on, on, only to steal, kill, and destroy. But you can see that Jesus is saying, come through me, right? It's through him that we're saved and we re- uh, get that life. So in this verse, when it's talking about they may have life and have it to the full, it's talking about the full potential of like the eternal life that we live. And I know that um, I was talking to someone with the, with a prosperity background and they were saying, well, no, because Peter specifies eternal life and Matthew specifies eternal life. But anytime they did specify eternal life, Jesus, if they were talking to Jesus, Jesus would say it back as life and just say it as life because life itself is through Jesus Christ. You're dead outside of Christ, right? So the yeah, that's the whole point of being reborn again is that we're alive in Christ. So life to him and life in his perspective, the only life worth living is through him, with him, and through eternity with him, right? So yeah, anytime I mean, that's, he that's, brings it. He is the way. You don't get to heaven by acts alone. And I think no. that's another thing that's huge. Like that kind of grinds my gears with this because it's it's trying to say, oh, well, if you're a good if you're a good Christian, it's like no, that's the that's same thing. If you're saying I'm a good person, and therefore I'll go to heaven because I'm a good person, right? Good person, good good Christian, good. You know, I you know I I gave to the church. I donated time. It doesn't matter if your heart's not in it. I mean. In a sense, but it also doesn't matter if you don't have Jesus, because He's the only way. He is salvation. He is the, through the blood of Christ, the only way you get to heaven. Right. And there's no shortcuts. There's no easy way in. Like it's either it's ABCs: accept, believe, confess. Yeah. If you're not doing that, you're not making it in. Uh, yeah. Sorry, but not sorry. Right. Here's um, well. Here's a question for you, because this is here's another verse that's been used a lot, right? Um, James four two. I love James. James is my favorite book. James four two. Right. So James four two. This is another verse that Prosperity Gospel uses a lot, and it says, "You do not have because you have not asked God." And they they use that verse a lot. Just that snippet, right? You do not have because you do not ask God. And it's like, well, then start asking God for a boat. Start asking God for zeros in your bank account. You know, God's gonna give it and. All of a sudden, I mean, God that's also, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, God gives God's outside of the time realm, outside of what you know, time. So, what he may be a yes or no is you know, it's he might be like, Yeah, you know, like you want this? Well, okay, well, in God's timing, not in your timing. People don't, right. you know, like it's in God's timing and it's in his hands. He knows what's best for you. So, you know, if I say, God, I want me a nice big boat, and he'll be like, Dylan. Where are you going to put the boat? 
I'm who's like, gonna pay for that? Who's gonna who, who who's gonna tow the boat? You have a Honda. <laughs> you know, it, it it's it's like the you know when I was able to buy my big sixty five inch TV. Mm-hmm. You know, and I had thought about it and I prayed about it and I was like, cool, I I'm gonna get it. I feel like I'm, I'm I can. And I was going with the 55 because that's what got, you know, I feel like that got me. Yeah, I get the 55. He provided that for me. And then I was like, well, wait, get the 65. I want more. And I got greedy. And I'm, I'll let, you know, my <laughs> mind be like, oh, I'm going to get this because I want this and me, me, me. And my car does not fit that. <laughs> it did not fit in your car I, one bit. I remember that phone call. I, and, yeah. I'm like, Jason, are you still here? And you're like, <laughs> No, I'm gone. I'm like, oh, I got the TV. You're like, oh, cool. And I'm like, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. This doesn't fit. And, you know, that's like the same thing. If we don't listen and we try to do our own thing, we don't fit in God's plan. It's not going to work. And Mm. we'll have to rely on other people to help us and God to help us. Like I had to end up calling uh, Benji, one of my good buddies, and be like, hey, I know you have a truck. And I know you're probably right next to the church. So can you come help me? And he was there. And yeah, yeah. Well, I, um, I was going with that story now. No, so. I get you because it, it comes back down <laughs> to the way to talk about this and really easily because the Bible talks about it a lot is what do we pray? If, if we do not ask, when it says you do not have because you do not ask God, well then God, when we talk to him, that's praying, right? So what are we told how to pray? What are we supposed to pray? How does this prayer look like, right? And yeah. and consistently, prayer is, part of prayer is his kingdom come, his will be done, right? And you mentioned it earlier, which was Luke twenty two forty two, without you realizing it, or maybe you did. But when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he was praying to God before the crucifixion, right? Knowing what was coming, he said, God... Father, if you're willing, remove this cup of divine wrath from me, right? He was saying, God, please take this from me. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to be a part of it. But right after that, very instantly, he said, yet, not my will, but always yours be done. Because I can tell God all I want. Please, God, I need a bigger house. But your will be done over mine. Right. But it's like. That's the way to pray, right? Matthew 6, 10, when he's saying, this is how you should pray. It's your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? Uh, Proverbs 19, 21. Many plans are are in a man's mind, right? But it is the Lord's purpose for him that will stand and be carried out. Because in the end, it's not my will. That's the whole point. We are dead to our flesh and our desires, and we say, your will be done because God knows what's best, and he knows what's going to be good for us. Does this mean that our life is going to be easy? No. We talked no. about this a little bit, right? Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, I think, you know, for how many years I've been praying, you know, I've been praying for a lot of things. I prayed for, you know, healing for my father and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. I mean, and God's been right on that. Right. You know, and he's he's done that and he's protected and kept him safe from all the cancer and stuff that's you know, eating away at his body. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, he's still here. And then you know, there's other things I've been praying for, like I've been praying that God would put a woman a good woman into my life and he's done that. It's taken him seven years, but it's in his timing. Right. Because he's got me in a spot now where you know, that's where I where I'm I'm actually able to maybe, you know, be able to handle that and be spiritually a leader for, you know, both of us. Right. Which is, you know, I'm like, and I was thinking about it, I'm like, oh, dang. And like, you know, not to say it was just me that had work, but I won't say it was her because I don't know if she's going to listen to this. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but we're all worse in Christ. And sometimes, we you know, it's just, it's sometimes we're not ready. Right. Because God is still working on us for certain things. And sometimes we're not in the right spot. We're not in the right place. You know? Right. Like, maybe, you know, I will get a boat. I pray for a boat. And, you know, when I have a house and I have a, you know, you know, the, you know, the actual means for a boat. Not right. To have a random boat. 
if he wants, you know, to give me one so I can sell it, that'd be cool too. Like I'm not going <laughs> to like right. watch the next week, next, ne- next, next week on the podcast. I'm like, yeah, guys, so I got a boat. Right. I don't know why, well, but God like, gave me a boat. <laughs> right. We know, we know that basically the prosperity gospel pushes that Jesus and praying to God is a genie, right? That he, it, oh, yeah. it, it, it plays the trumpet of he cares for us. So he's going to give us stuff. And which is i mean it, materialistic kinda, there, there we're going to get into like what the bible says about it right but that that's I, the kinda, message yeah it definitely feels sort of childish i mean not to be in a mean way but no, it's no, like yeah oh well you know i want this and god's gonna give me this and almost like a no. uh, child throwing a tantrum <laughs> uh, you like, know like our kid our teenager i like I want the new iPhone. I want the new this. I want a PS5. God, why won't you give me one? You know, and that's it's like God's like, do you need that? Wasn't um wasn't it the devil who tempted Jesus with bread and food and stuff like that and yeah oh yeah and the stuff that was like you want this right? I would have been tempted. I would have I would have failed. I've been like, was that fresh bread? Right, so it's Ooh. like, so who 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 was there? Like, was Jesus saying, "Oh man, I'm just going to supply myself with everything I ever need"? Did Jesus live in a mansion? Wait, did Jesus have like the the best of the best horses? Did he have the biggest carts? Did he have like the best clothes and linens? Like, no, no, donkey. He had a he had a donkey, yeah, and he rode in on a donkey. That was it. And people were like, "You're crazy. You're riding a donkey. What's wrong with you?" <laughs> but um, so yeah, the that's the message. The message of the prosperity gospel is pretty clear. It, it's really easy to fall into it because it's like God is good, and everything good comes from God. This is accurate. But why is this message dangerous? Well, because it teaches about doing something. Right, you got to do something. You get rewarded. Do this, get a treat. Do this, get a treat. So what does the Bible say? So like Romans 10, 8, 8 to 3, um, it's kind of near your territory. You're, you're pretty familiar with Romans a lot of the times. I <laughs> like Romans. It's a good book. <laughs> so Romans 10, that'd 8. Be, 8. Would that be the book? 8, 8? Romans 10, 8? 10, 8 to 13, yeah. But what does it say? The word near is near you in your mouth and in your heart. And it is yeah. the word of faith which we preach because if you acknowledge and confess it with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord, his power and authority of, and have met, oh my gosh, and majesty as God, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For the heart of a person believes in the justification. And will the mouth of acknowledge? Why you got? You, you always do that. Got to do your amplified versions and stuff. Just give me the nice, you know, <laughs> King James or NIV, something I can read. And with the mouth, be acknowledge and confess. Mm-hmm. For the scripture says, "Whoever believes in Him will not disappoint." For the, there is no distinction between Jew and Gentile. Ooh, there's no distinction between Jew and Gentile. Mm-hmm. For the same. Lord is Lord over all, and mm-hmm. He abounding in riches for all who call Him, or whoever calls my on the name of the Lord, will be saved. I butchered yeah. that, but you know it's okay. So I think, when, I think we got the gist. Right. So when it's talking about riches, it's talking about blessings, and blessings of the Spirit is most most mm-hmm. important in the situation. And we'll come back to that too. Uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight kind of touches up on this as well because. What is our role in this? What do we do? What's our point then? If we, it's not to go out and do good to get rewarded, what do we do? So Matthew eleven twenty eight says, "Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest." Right. So He gives us that rest, <laughs> that peace of mind and stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, <clears throat> again, you kind of read that one with Romans that uh, mm-hmm. ten eight to thirteen. Um, yeah. I wanted to I wanted to bring up a verse because you talked about it earlier. You did say it, it was uh, Ephesians two eight through eleven. Um, it's yeah, for, I referenced that, yeah, yeah. You referenced it because it says, "For it is by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favor, mm-hmm. drawing you to Christ, that you have been saved." 
actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own effort, but it is the undeserved, gracious gift of God, right? And not as a result of your works, nor your attempts to keep the law, so that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way for his salvation. For we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art, created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set so that we would walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. So this is, if you kind of see the overview, right? What is this good life? What is like because it does talk about good life and it does talk about like he'll give us riches, which is his blessings and blessings in spirit. So what does this stuff look like? Because now we're looking into it a little bit more and the Bible because God does want what's best for us, but it's not the way that we want what's best for us, right? It's not our will again. It's his. Um yeah. So will we be rich or what? Because now this Bible verse is making me think that he does care for me. Because he does, right? He wants what's best for us. Um, so like, for example, what, 2 Timothy 3, 10 to 12? Do you have that one handy? I'm pretty sure that's the verses. I think it's, oh, yeah. Now, now you have diligently followed my teaching. Can dark purpose, faith, patience, love, steadfast. Yeah, what is that? Precision and persecutions. Persecutions, yeah. Mm. Such has happened to me. And uh, let's see, that purchase persecutions I endured, but the Lord rescued me from all, them all. And indeed, all who diligently and pursue righteousness are determined to live godly lives in Christ. Will be hunted and persecuted. Oh yeah, let's do that. That's awesome. I can't wait for that. All right, so it's interesting because you have him talking here, and it's like we delight in pursuing righteousness, right? Um, we're, we're within Christ and living godly lives. We will be hunted and persecuted because of faith, and that's something that we're told that's going to happen, right? Um, John fifteen. 18 through 19, if the world hates you, and it does, know that it has hated me, Christ is talking at this point, before it hated you. If you belong to the world, the world would love you, you as its own, and would treat you with affection, but you are not of this world. You are no longer belonging to it, and I have chosen you out of the world. Because of this, the world hates you. And it's interesting because when you look at what salvation is, is that we're adopted into the kingdom of heaven through through faith and acknowledging who God it sent, which is his son, Jesus, that died for us. And um, he's our salvation, right? So acknowledging him is what makes us different, is that we're saved. Um, <laughs> there, there's going to be tests on tests on tests. You can even read 1 Peter 4, 12 through 14. It talks about there's going to be um, lots of places to test you, um, to test the quality of your faith. There's going to be consistent things that will test the quality of our faith. Um, and verse 14 of First Peter 4, it says, If you're insulted and reviled for bearing the name of Christ, you are blessed, happy with life, joy, and comfort in God's salvation, regardless of your circumstances. Key right there. Because the spirit of glory and of God is resting on you and dwelling in you. He whom the curse, um, whom he whom they curse, you glorify, right? So when it says this, it says comfort in God's salvation regardless of your circumstances. When you have a really bad day and things just kind of collapsing on you, or if you're having a really bad circumstances, stuff's piling up, are you at peace in that moment? What do you think? I don't know. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's not that... a trick question. <sighs> it's like, do you feel that peace? Or are you so focused on what's coming that you're just like, oh, I like, are you so focused on what is happening now 
that you overstepped that whole thing of God saying that he's going to give you peace. And you're just like, I need to take care of this. Right. And then it comes back to, are you doing what you want to do in your will? Or are you doing what like my will be done or his will be done? Right. Comes back around. What do you think? <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going like, Dan, that's all I'll say again. Um, hmm. Well, it's it's a good point because I think it is. I think we get to a place to where of complaint complacency where we're okay. Like we're okay thinking that we can't rely on God's peace or God's love or the the spirit, right? Because we're gifted the spirit when we accept Christ. It says that we're blessed in spirit and it even said right there in that verse that um uh because of God is the because of the spirit of glory and of God is resting on you, right? The Holy Spirit's resting on you with God, the presence of God. The presence of God is it's the Holy Spirit. So um what does so why is that important? Well what is the spirit? What what do what can we expect in our life, what is this blessing? What is this stuff? What is the good part of being a Christian? What is the Holy Spirit? Because the gift is the Spirit. So what is this gift? You and me were mm-hmm. talking about this before we got on this call. <laughs> the fruit of the Spirit. Yes, because the fruit of the Spirit um, is because it says uh, it's in Galatians five. Actually, if you read, I recommend reading sixteen all the way to twenty six because it's a whole section there that's talking about the keep keeping in step with the Spirit because the Spirit of God is rested upon you as uh, a reborn person under Christ, and the Holy Spirit helps you. Right? It's it's the gift. That's the whole point of it, and we know the gift because we can see the fruits which I'm sure a lot of people heard, the fruits of the Spirit. Fruits are just talking about what comes of that interaction, right? So the fruit of the Spirit, to know that it is there and that it is present in someone. You look for that love. You look for joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All those things are fruits of the Spirit. If you see someone that says, I'm Christian, and those things are what they reflect to people and what they show to people, then yeah, they are of Christ because they have the presence of God with them. And that's how you can tell. And um, even in this, and I know the point is that we're not perfect because it's not us that gives us fruits. It's it's the Spirit himself that gives us fruit. You need to step aside and let him guide you through this, right? We like to do the my way or the highway when it's God saying, well, you can take the highway then because it's my way or the highway. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> um, so verse 16, do you remember what that was saying? I don't know if you, you remember or not, but. Galatians? Yeah. One second. We have a bot in our Discord where you can it's type for, in a Bible verse. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is what is contrary to the flesh they are in conflict with each other so that Mm -hmm. you are not to do whatever you want right if you use um more elaborated uh scripture that goes into it a little bit more um you it's really easy to see what the definition is more so because if you go to 16 let's say the amplified i know you like Go back and forth between it. But Amplify says, but I'll say walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Seek him to and be responsive to his guidance. Like I just said, right? That's our goal. And then you will certainly not carry out the desire of the sinful nature, which responds impulsively without regard for God and his precepts. For the sin nature has its desire, which is opposed to the spirit and the desire of the spirit opposed to the sinful nature. So for these two, the sinful nature and the spirit are in direct opposition to each other, continually in conflict, so that you, as believers, do not always do whatever things you want to do. But you are guided and led by the spirit, and you are not subject to the law. Now, this is interesting because it gets to the point of, like, you serve one or the other. There's, There's two things here. 
sinful nature and the Holy Spirit's nature. Which one are you serving, <laughs> right? What do you take out of that? To serve one master. And I think that... Mm, I think it's pretty clear, like, you know, either, you know, it's the battle, constant battle, like it says with your flesh, I just think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's a constant battle. Um, I think and... 20... I think 24 actually touches up on what you just said just now. Oh, yeah? What's it say? Uh, should, let me go back to it. Yeah, verse 24. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature together with its passions and appetites. So it's like it's one or the other. You can't serve both. Can't serve two masters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. Right. It, 25 says if we claim to live by the Holy Spirit, we must also walk by the Holy Spirit, which personally, with personal integrity, godly character, and moral courage, our conduct empowered by the Holy Spirit, we must not become conceited, challenging, or provoking one another, envying one another, none of that. Yep. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I agree. <laughs> yeah, but you were saying it's not an easy. It, I I'll say it is an easy road, and it's not an easy road because there's so much stuff to this world, and so much like things around you. Shoot, like there's movies, there which are great. There's a lot of really cool movies. There's a lot of really fun games, but then there's a lot of stuff that just like feeds you all this stuff. Like it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be like envious it's okay to you know start conflict it's okay to be conceited it's okay to challenge everything or be challenging towards someone um Mm -hmm. if you use the look up the word challenging it's more along the lines of like let's say dylan we're out in public or something and you're you're like oh well i believe this and i'm like well you're wrong for one, because you're not educated on the subject and this is what's right that's provoking and challenging in that same sense that's kind of what it's like. Don't do that. <laughs> you're not out. You're not there to. That's not how you get the message across. If you said something, I'd come up to you and be like, "Hey, why do you believe what you believe?" And then I'll just start talking with you, and then I'll have questions for you. Okay, well, if you believe that, what what do you think of this? Because I'm not trying to like tell you you're wrong. Deal with it. I'm trying to discuss with you because I want to. See where you're you're coming from, because you're a human being like I am. You're God's creation like I am. But I want to see where you're coming from so we can discuss. Because who knows? What I have to give you through the through Christ Himself and through the Holy Spirit might help you out. That's the goal, is to show you what's available to you. That doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to sit there and be like, ooh, that's wrong. Ooh, that's so wrong. I hate that. Whatever. That's not how we do things. As if you're a follower of Christ, that's not how you do things, and you have to rethink your. You have to rethink how you're doing things. If that's how you do things, you have to readjust, make some adjustments here and there. Yeah, love you to hear do. your input. <laughs> huh. Oh, it goes back to like the what greatest commandment is love thy, you know, love thy neighbor, and we're all, you know. We're all here together. We're all we all need to be loving toward each other. Like we said when we began, it's okay to have disagreements and discord with you know with one another. Um but we also have to be understanding of one another. Like you don't need to go out of your way to mm. start conflict. Um I do believe you should stand up for what you believe, but you shouldn't go out of your way to start bonds with one, you know, other people. Right. I think um, there's there's a lot of I, I'm trying not to get off topic at the same time. In in the idea of prosperity gospel, I think a lot of people have fallen for the idea that they're chosen or they're put above, that they are better than. And you see it a lot in media when they're like, oh, Christians are doing blank. And then you see it. And then those Christians are like, it has like that arrogance, like it's kind of like a distaste in your mouth. 
Like it, it's just like mm, that's not that's not good. They might be using verses, or they might be using like actual teachings of Christ in a way, like just trying mm-hmm. to use to get their point across. And um, and they're just like, no, this is blah blah blah. And they're angry. And they're saying people are blind. You you don't know what you're doing. You're going to hell. And it's just like gross. Like if something inside me, whether it's the spirit or not, it's just something inside me just goes. Ugh, ah, oh, that's a gross taste. Like, <laughs> it's a, di- it's just comforting, right? It's yeah. I don't know. It, it, you see it a lot, and it's just like that's not. It, it, I, I call Galatians five the Christian test you, because you can go up to any mm-hmm. Christian, see how they act with people, and if it's not on that list of what the fruits of the spirit are, then the spirit's not there. It's one or the other. You have the spirit or you don't. It's not, uh, oh, the Spirit's here today because I'm not sinning. It's like we fall short of the glory of God, yes, and we have already. But Mm -hmm. the Spirit is there to guide you from here on out and make sure that you are interacting with others. That means you die to your wants and desires because you know he knows what's going on. You're out of your flesh. Right. That's why it's rebirth, reborn. We're we're renewed in Christ. What was it again? The Matthew 6. No, not Matthew 6. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. It's like, come to me all who labor and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. It's because we go to him. Stuff gets hard. You go to him. Stuff is good. You go to him. Because he is like, that's the point of it is that he's the pedestal of your life. Everything around you, he's the highest thing up that you are most focused on, that you're most paid attention to, that you most listen to, that you pray to, that you interact with the most. And that's important because a lot of those times you see these Christians on TV who say, oh, well, I'm Christian. And then they start talking about stuff that just is the self-righteousness, the feel good. Well, this makes me feel like I'm in the right. So it has to be right. Right. I mean, I could be wrong. Yeah, That's what I'm seeing. No, I, I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm in agreement with you hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's it is good stuff. It's just prosperity gospel is dangerous because it teaches that you are not good enough if you're not rich. Materialistic things do not matter. Sure, you can say, I need money to survive. Great, because God will provide enough for you to get by. That's the thing is that he's a provider, yes. But he doesn't promise you the moon. He he says, I'm going to make sure that you pro- you're provided and that you do the works of Christ. Follow me. Walk with me. You know, pray with me. Delve deep with in the word to get closer to him. We see it with like the disciples. First off, remember the disciples where did he say, hey, you want a big fancy boat, you fishermen? Like, do you want to get a mansion or? What do you say? Stop what you're doing. Quit your job. Come pick up your cross and follow me kind of thing, right? Yeah. Can you imagine nowadays, let's say you're at work and God, Jesus himself comes up to you and this guy, right? In this time frame, you're just, you're just fishing. You're doing your job. Guy comes up and says, hey, cast on the other side. And all of a sudden a miracle happens. Wow, that worked. Who is this guy? And he says, Drop what you're doing and follow me. All of a sudden, you're like, quit my job, quit everything I'm doing, and follow this guy who just showed me a miracle. Would you do it? Well, I mean, not now because Jesus, you know. Right, in that, in that aspect, though. But, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, don't know. I'd like to think that I would. Part of me, I think I'd be like, I don't know, you know, like. You know, like uh, Chucky Finster from Rugrats. Like, I'm not right. sure, guys. Like, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, that. So, so, yeah, exactly. It, it's it's hard to say if you would. Back then, there wasn't any sort of like extra entertainment. So maybe you're just like sitting there, like, I could always pick up fishing again. Maybe there was that security. Nowadays, if God Himself came down in flesh and was like. Drop what you're doing and follow me. It, it That is kind of the point. I think a lot of things happen when Jesus was talking in parables. It was like, you know, you had the good Samaritan parable. You had like the whole thing where he was talking about it's easier for um, 
you know, someone who doesn't have anything to go uh, to get into heaven than it is for a rich man to go through the eye and needle or whatever. And that, it's that, that same concept. It's like, if you have things, you're comfortable with your life, things around you, you're comfortable and you like what you have. It's, but it's nothing. The The house I have is nothing. The car I have, are, they, they, they're nothing. Like my job is nothing because the true focus is Christ. Life is short mm-hmm. and it's not about doing to get more materialistic things because materialistic things are not coming with you afterwards. They're done. They're part of this world. They're gone. What? Right. What? <laughs> so why why would why would be the whole message of the prosperity gospel be collect as much of this junk as you can because God's going to give you junk. Like it doesn't make sense. When you get to the really roots and core of what the prosperity gospel is, is that God will give you junk so that you're happy temporarily. It's anytime Jesus is talking about like life in general, he's talking long-term everlasting life. I'm I'll get you like, I'm the way, the truth and the life. It's the whole thing of like through him, we live on after like, that's the whole point, which obviously we'll do. Uh, maybe we'll do a heaven topic one of these times too. So, I'd like to hear more of your thoughts, though. I, I know I could talk, I can ramble a lot. I love, I love God. I'm, I love the Bible. I'm pretty much in agreement with you. So I'm like, there's not much for me to say, which is a rarity. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, we're pretty much on the same page here. Um, but yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think just to touch up on one last thing that we see prosperity gospel promote self-righteousness, do what's righteous, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Romans three twenty two. the very first sentence in that verse is the righteousness of God, which is true righteousness comes through faith in Jesus Christ. For all those Jew and or Gentile who believe and trust in him and acknowledge him as God's son. Just right off the bat, you see this being said. And it's like, we like to pretend that being righteous is, is the way to go. And that it's, but that's self-righteousness. True godly righteousness comes through the faith in Jesus Christ. For anybody who believe and trust in him, acknowledge that Jesus is God's son because we are gifted the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit guides us in those things that we're called to be, right, towards others. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just sitting here, like, in the, in the spirit. Like, man. <laughs> No, it, it's, it's it's God is good. God wants what's best time. for us, and what's best for us is not always materialistic stuff. Because can yeah. you can you imagine if God's like, oh yeah, here's an example. God's like, okay, I'll make you a millionaire. Do you think you'll need him? Like you'll you you probably wouldn't think you need him because you have like millions of dollars. At that point, you're just like, I don't need anything. So why would I need God? Set. That's like when I say, you know, like uh, think of people that are more, you know, in poverty. Mm-hmm. They uh, they have some pretty gnarly, like <laughs> gnarly, you know, encounters with God because it's what they have. Yep, and that's true. And, uh, yeah, that's something that we don't have quite here in the states. We don't have that issue as much. We don't have it visibly uh, as much. Like I mean, majority of us aren't. Yeah, I know what you're talking. Yeah, which we could talk about that another time. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> it, it's true. Though it makes you realize, like, we are we are truly, truly blessed. Yes, I I agree. It's. Uh, it's mind-boggling. <laughs> it is. I, I'm with you on that. I, I, I agree. It really is. 
Um, yeah, basically this kind of recap prosperity gospel. We just talked about it and be careful out there. Just know the word. I think really we're, we're getting pretty close to end time stuff. There's a lot of stuff happening right now. And it's a good time to get into the word because the word is God. Word is Jesus Christ. Technically God. If we really get into it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, the word is, uh, we, we need to get, like, uh, do a podcast that's on the Bible, scripture, and stuff like that. That'd be great. That'd be fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. Josh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm like, a <laughs> little, little dose of the ghost. I'm a little out of it now. <laughs> well, the good news is, is that uh, I think we're pretty good for this episode. Um, I'm glad we were able to do another episode. And we're going to get yeah. a little bit more organized as we go. So that'll be good. Um, yeah. <laughs> and if you're listening in, this episode is literally uploaded today and recorded today. Um, as of the date that this has been uploaded. So, um, yeah. Anyways, I, I think we're good to call it good. You're good. We're good. Um, yeah, we're good. Cool. Awesome. Then I'm going to say that we're going to end the podcast here. I thank everybody for listening in. If you haven't already, join our uh, Discord. Uh, If you need help finding it, I mean, honestly, I think I have it saved to our links here. If you go to rss.com, you can search Gospel Truth Project, and it will be there. Um, All the links are there, and we're more than happy to have you in there, and we can chat. If you have questions, reach out. We're here, right? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, God bless it's everyone. Just... <laughs> <laughs> no, God bless everyone. And um, <laughs> wait, uh, glad the what, what's the word I was going to say? Shoot. Hope to see you oh, on the God. next podcast. <laughs> Could you <can> chat <laughs> next week? See you then. <laughs>